Welcome to Civil Discourse. I'm Marilyn Brown. And I'm Jamie Wojciechowski. And today we are discussing the NFL um, recent protest and kind of giving our perspective on it. So this is something that we've talked about um, at least twice before. Um, so this protest started with Colin Kaepernick over a year ago now, um, protesting injustice in America against um, Black people. And so this is something he's been doing for a long time. And then now in the last week or so, there's been so much more talk about it. There's been so much more attention. Um, so many more teams and players are participating. People are participating um, in different venues. You're seeing um, musicians taking a knee. So it's now become a hashtag take a knee protest. And so we're talking about it again. And so one thing I wanted to kind of check in with you about was, what are your thoughts now, now in the last few days, since there's been so much more attention about it? Right. I think for me, the big thing is when all the recent protests happened, I felt very much the same as I felt when Kaepernick started the whole thing. And I think I instinctually started connecting what Kaepernick had started with what we had seen with so many more teams, so many more players, coaches. I'll, I'll say joining in, but I think... So I saw the interview with Shannon Sharp on mm -hmm. Fox Sports. Yes. And it really shook how I felt about this whole thing. Because yeah. I was yeah. connecting what Kaepernick was kneeling for with what these recent protests were. And now I'm questioning if that is what these recent protests are about. And regardless, I support peaceful protests of all kinds. I, I don't personally see... A, really a way to connect what they're doing with being disrespectful towards anyone or the country or anything like that. But now I'm interested in what what is that symbolic for? What what was it about? The the recent kind of additional participation you're saying? Kind of what was that about? Right. So for anyone who hasn't seen Shannon Sharp's interview he basically brings up the great point that it took Trump calling the NFL names for most of these people to kneel or sit or join Kaepernick. And a lot of these people who now are were Kaepernick's biggest critics and said in interviews that they would never kneel and how disrespectful they thought it was. And then once it was about them... They now seem to have no problem with it. So yeah. are these protests more about Trump and Trump offending the NFL? Or are they about what Kaepernick kneeled about, which was about police brutality and helping save black lives? Yeah. Yeah, I, I definitely... Um can agree with that questioning the the current kind of interest in in this in participating because i think that it 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 wasn't it hasn't been it, it it people's interest people didn't didn't become more interested when there was another 
um, person killed, you know, by the police. Like this is, this didn't happen um, earlier this year when people watched Philando Castile bleed out on video, you know, so so it it does beg the question kind of what is the motive about, about what, what's getting people's interest now. And I definitely think, unfortunately, it has become about Trump, you know, and it's really frustrating because I feel like so many things kind of become about him. As soon as he started talking about it, it did become this kind of ego battle between him and the NFL. Um, and I totally, if you guys haven't seen Shannon Sharp's um, statements on this, I definitely um, recommend checking that out. Cause I think, you know, he really um, highlighted the the concern that I think the bottom line a lot which a lot of things are about that it, it was more about the money. You know, it was more about a concern that he's attacking our revenue stream, you know, and, 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 and also kind of that, like, don't tell me what to do kind of thing. Um, and so it's hard because I do think that even with all of that, there is still so much more tension on a very important issue. And so I like that, people are really trying to still direct it back to the point of the protest in the first place. I don't think everybody is, but I see multiple media outlets and sources and people that are speaking on it continually saying, this is not about, this is not about a flag. This is not about Trump. This is not about the anthem. This is about police brutality. This is about our citizens not being, um, about injustice in our, in towards our citizens. And so I think that, as much as it's becoming co-opted by the drama that surrounds Trump, I think it's still, it's still important. There's still more eyes on it and people are still having more mindful conversations than they were before about it. I think when it was just Colin Kaepernick and a few other um, woke players and, and, you know, participating, it was a lot easier for people to pass it off um, and not pay attention and just, you know, consider it um, disrespectful and, and, and all of these negative things. But I think that more people that get involved in whatever way they're doing, I think that it, it does help bring more awareness. Um, yeah. yeah. The thing I loved about the, the Shannon Sharp interview was Really that he addressed every aspect of it. He addressed the actual activism of it. He addressed the concerns that have been raised about it being offensive. And he really analyzed the NFL's intentions. You're talking about the money. And I just want to clarify for people who haven't seen it. He brought up. The possibility, because we don't know, and I think the big thing is, it's not that there's any accusations, it's just unclear. No one's come out and said, this is why we knelt, or sat, or didn't participate. It it just, there hasn't been an answer, it was just kind of the action, and I think people either connected it to Kaepernick, or went the other extreme, and connected it to being disrespectful and all these things, but it's, I think the intention is important because on the money side of it, is it because Trump 
called the NFL an SOB and told people they should boycott and get fired. And that is going to directly affect the money of the the coaches and the owners and just the NFL in general. And I, I think the other point you brought up is interesting about these are people who weren't as outraged when they see innocent black lives murdered they're not people that were outraged when trump makes fun of a fallen soldier's parents or when he mocks john mccain for being captured after mm-hmm. he was a prisoner of war who refused to come home until everyone was freed i mean and trump called him a loser can you get yeah it's just it's just yeah there's a there seems to be a disconnect and I think exploring that disconnect is important along with activists making sure that the message is, I don't want to say pure, but on really on what Kaepernick started because that's what is important. Right. Right. Yeah. And I think, you know, one thing that really strikes me with this. I think that it, one thing that strikes me is this, this idea that um, athletes don't have a right to express their feelings about things or care about things or have opinions about things. And we've talked about this before. Um, You know, that kind of just dismissive idea, you're just there to perform for me. There was actually a really disgusting quote from, um, I think this was the one from a fire chief in in a certain town that that was um I, I can't remember the exact quote so i won't say it but basically this idea that you're just supposed to be there to perform for me um but it's also this interesting that and i think that this is what's important is that this there there is a very clear racial element to this issue and i think that people are trying to make it that it's not about that it's not about a concern with race and it is um and so you know, this idea that like athletes have to be so grateful for this, for, for this opportunity to make millions of dollars playing this game. Well, they didn't set the, the, the price, like they didn't start the industry. Like football has been here for a very long time. We decided in America that this is something that we will pay people millions of dollars to do. So these are talented people who have trained and this is what they do. So this idea that they should be grateful to this country for being allowed to be here to play this game is, is, is really, I think that, that there's a lot of that insidious racism in that notion. Well, it's, and like, it's, it's that egotistical. It's well, ego. that, like okay. black people need to be grateful. Whereas, you know, the president is somebody who won by saying that this country um, was trash in a lot of ways. You know, he was very negative. This country has so many problems, and 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 this is a billionaire who people applauded for that. But when black people express any kind of concern, concerns were shut down, and we're told we just need to be grateful for being allowed to be here and work, and you know, and it, it's it you know it, it. So there is a very very deep racial element that I think is is at play here and you can see it when when people are actually talking about it in the things that they say because there's a lot of kind of coded language in some of these things that that speaks to to that concern about race right and I think too there's a certain amount of egotism in that type of reaction because if you actually listen specifically to Kaepernick and the remarks he's made about 
his protest, he makes it very clear that he's not kneeling for himself. He's kneeling for his community. So the idea that because he personally makes millions, he shouldn't be protesting because his life isn't so bad. He's not kneeling just for himself. He's kneeling for a community of people who are not millionaires. So I just think it's a very... And those millions don't... Sorry, I don't mean to cut you off. No, <laughs> those, go right in. Those, those millions also don't... don't um shield you from the injustices i mean i think that they you know they're they're that doesn't that doesn't take away from the opportunity to still be um to still experience the injustice that black people experience in this country so money doesn't doesn't take that away right and i think too it's also about looking underneath why people distract in the way they do And I think a lot of it, so I have a lot of family members on all sides and levels of this controversy. So I've having, I've been having a lot of very heated conversations. And what I see is that, I I think it's with saying it's a millionaire, saying things like they should just be playing and they shouldn't be political to even the whole idea that somehow this is disrespectful to our veterans and to our service men and women is a, a way for people to not feel uncomfortable. Right. People don't feel people who are privileged don't want to be uncomfortable. Totally. And this is making them uncomfortable so they're coming up with any excuse to try to stop it so that they don't have to be uncomfortable. Yeah, which I think. I think is an an irony because that in a lot of ways is why the protests are happening. It's to wake people up and make them uncomfortable and stop avoiding the situation. I'll give an example. My I won't say who the family member is was very against the protests and thought it was super disrespectful. Was going to boycott the NFL and. Whenever I'd bring up the, the points of police brutality and the the issue of Black Lives Matter, it would always go to, well, I don't care about this. And I was like, well, that's the problem. Like, you don't want to be bothered by an issue because it's not affecting you directly. Mm-hmm. Right, which is exactly why you need to be made to feel uncomfortable with something that you do care about, like football. So that you can actually pay attention. Yeah, that's that's interesting because I think that, you know, that that is that's definitely that phenomenon. We don't want to feel uncomfortable and we don't want to see those things. And I think that um, it's 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 that natural kind of human reaction. I don't think that there's really an awareness. I don't think it's a conscious thing that people are doing. You know, I don't I don't I would say some people maybe consciously <laughs> don't really just don't want to deal with it. But I think that a lot of times people don't even realize that that's what their fear of being uncomfortable is doing. Um, and, and, but that's the point of a protest. That's exactly why we have to have protests. If people cared about these things, then we wouldn't be protesting. And so it's like that it's supposed to make you uncomfortable. And so this idea like, well, you can protest, but just don't do it in a way that doesn't make me uncomfortable or do it in a way that I like, like that's, that's, that's completely counter 
to what a protest is. A protest is meant to wake people up that aren't paying attention and make them feel uncomfortable in the interest of, of change, you know? So it's interesting to me, but I, I like hearing about um, other conversations because pretty much everybody who I talk to has been pretty supportive of, of the protest. And so, um, and feels hopeful that there's more interest though. I think definitely, um, Shannon Sharp's interview, you know, I, I feel, I felt hopeful, but I also was like, Ooh, you know, it is kind of, it, it is like, what are the motives behind this? Is this really going to bring about any kind of real change for the real issue? Um, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it's just so interesting. The other thing that I've noticed uh, within my family, mostly, but I, I think I've seen it other places and other people have talked about it, is a lot of the people who are acting very strongly about this were completely silent, like we were saying before, during any event of police brutality or any of the other kind of protests. and. I think it's one that un uncomfortableness and I think the other part is a lack of education in a lot of ways. It's so if we're going to talk about disrespect for our soldiers, I mean Kaepernick sat. That was his first type of protest and there was all this outrage about how it disrespected the soldiers. So we actually went and met with veterans and soldiers and talked to them. And he was told that instead of sitting, he should kneel. Because that is a way to both support the, the veterans and our military members and our country, honor it, and show that something's not right. So in, in a historical context, the the kneeling isn't i i just don't see where the idea that kneeling is unsupportive or disrespectful comes from kneeling has really always been a respectful action right and just the lack of knowledge of too that so many of these people then have pictures of them in American flag t-shirts yeah. all over their Bikinis. Facebooks. And yeah. it's actually in the code of the flag. It says that is disrespectful to our military members and the flag. So I, I think, I, I think it's, it's both of those things. I think it's a lack of education of what the, the kneeling is about and what is actually disrespectful and not disrespectful mm -hmm. to our military members and our veterans. Yeah, I think so. And I think it's also a fear of losing privilege, a fear of kind of losing that position. I think that, um, and I don't know again how conscious that is either, but I think that there's definitely a very real feeling of like, well, somebody needs to be on the bottom um for me to feel okay for certain people mm -hmm. i think certain people have gotten used to feeling like well maybe i you know that the, the there's a you know maybe there's there's poverty there's struggles but there's somebody below me that that it's not so bad 
um you know that 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 joke that that chris rock makes that's very 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 true that you know um he's he's a millionaire and a white man would not trade places with him you know in this country and and so that feeling of you know if we're really going to be pushing and trying to root out this white supremacist system and really change things that puts people in a very vulnerable position that don't want to be in a position and that position of equality feels like a vulnerable position. Um, and so I think that also has a lot to do with people's kind of disinterest or intentional rejection of um, social justice movements. Right. Yeah. I think there's, there's just a view point. I don't know where it comes from that privilege or equality is a, a limited form. Mm -hmm. So if you're giving privilege to an unprivileged group, that means that you're something's being taken away from you. Or yes. if everyone was equal to give people more rights, your rights have to be taken away. So right. I think that's a bit a big part of the problem is that people rebel because they feel like I mean there's that famous quote the people feel like they're being oppressed because other people are gaining equal rights right and it's right. a weird I don't know where it comes from and it's just a weird thing to kind of get your mind around yeah yeah it is it is and it's it's but I mean I guess I mean, I guess it makes sense if you think about how we've been conditioning people in this country for so very long. We have really, really been conditioned under this view of scarcity and this idea that there really isn't enough. And we have to have these strong borders to keep people out because there isn't enough. And we have to kind of fight and, and, and do all of these things. And so I and, and, you know, the rat race of kind of like that corporate you know, system that, that we've been living in. And so I think we really have been um, conditioned to feel like there isn't enough and to feel like there's a very scarce system and that we are constantly having to fight for whatever we have. And if you're not fighting, then, you know, you're losing. And um, that's a scary thing. It's a difficult thing to undo that. You know, it's mm -hmm. a difficult thing to kind of undo that, that mindset, that kind of fear-based mindset that that were that we've been in but you look at um so much of of trump's platform or i don't know if we could even call it a platform but so much of what he was saying um you know on the campaign trail was speaking to this idea of scarcity that there's not enough they're taking your jobs they're taking you know this idea that like you have to be afraid because someone is coming to take from you um and so he really found a way to really hit on that and, and, and really, um, be extremely successful by speaking to that, um, and that innate fear for people, you know, and it, it's interesting because it makes me think about, um, a conversation I had with somebody a few months ago. Um, I think actually regarding, um, Kaepernick's protest, but she was saying that, you know, she, like thinking about injustice and kind of our viewpoints and our awareness, um, as being on a bus. And so when you're the most privileged and you're in the front of the bus, 
you don't see what's going on behind you. You don't see what people don't have behind you necessarily. You're, you're focused on what's ahead of you. But the further back on the bus you get, that's where you start to see everything. And so for Black people in this country, we've seen the injustice that we experience. We've seen the system. We've seen what's going on. And we also see the privilege and we see ahead to see what we don't have and what we haven't been experiencing. And so we have this a level of awareness that I think unless it, when you're when you come from the privileged group, unless you intentionally seek that out, you know, talk to people who are from a different group, go to the back of the bus and, and have a conversation with somebody who 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 has a different experience and intentionally try to find that out. You don't know. You don't have it's not part of your awareness. It's not part of your day to day life and your day to day awareness, whereas you know, for me, this is something I've always been acutely aware of my entire life, the, you know, injustice and how do I navigate that and how do I live in this country um, as a black woman, knowing that I have to fight a little bit differently and harder in different situations to be able to survive. Yeah, there's two things that I want to add to that. I think the other thing that happens is... Because humans tend to operate from an egotistical place, it seems like we assume others will treat us the way we treat them. So yeah. I think there's this subconscious fear that if white people give any oppressed group equal rights, eventually that'll end up with the oppressed group oppressing them because we were the oppressors and you assume they would do the same thing if they were yes. in our position yes so i think that's very much a driver and i think it's both conscious and subconscious i think it's mostly subconscious but there are definitely people who that is the concern on a conscious level yeah and yeah the second thing which goes back to you talking about people not wanting athletes to be political is I think the important part of it. And you were talking about people when they're brought in to privilege, they really have to seek out awareness to get beyond it. And I just look at my own experience because I grew up in a vastly white town, but I watched a lot of TV and I mean, it was the nineties. So diversity was a much bigger problem than it was now, but I really watched a lot of diverse programming. And I think that really formed a lot of how I saw the world, because even if I had a few black people in school, if I wasn't friends with them, I actually, felt like I got to know people I watched on TV. You know, and I think the same yeah. is the same yeah. for, for sports. A lot yeah. of people are in primarily white towns growing up, and the only black people they're seeing is are on TV, are those, our athletes, are whatever they're consuming from other places that make it into their town. So, I think it I think a lot of people, because of that, 
see how important it is. I think the players see how it is, how important it is, and the reach that they have. And I think that reach is is very vital in helping people who are in very. I don't. I don't want to say combined, but on diverse, segregated. Yes, societies or neighborhoods or whatever they are start to be able to understand people who are outside of where they are. Yeah, yeah. I think I think you're totally right, and I love that you brought up TV and media because I think media is so so important in this and and. Um, you know, growing up in the 90s, I think that actually there, I feel like there was maybe even in some ways a little bit more diversity on television um, in certain, in certain venues. Um, but a lot of it, that is all people's experience. And that is all people, that's all um, that someone will experience of people that are outside of their culture. But for you, one point to make is that I think part of who you are, you were interested Right. So you wanted to watch these shows and you watch shows where I I know people who, you know, there are amazing shows that I grew up watching with black cast. And I have, you know, white friends and that have never watched an episode of it, you know. And so I think that that also that that it has to be there, but people still have to have the interest and want to see it. And I think a big part of the change in that in this last few years is that there's so much more. um quality entertainment made by people of color about ourselves that is getting produced that I think is really, really helping because part of my concern, a lot of the stuff in the nineties, there was very kind of pigeonholed stereotypical roles for black women and, you know, certain kind of um, things that you could be or roles that you could have. And so as much as, okay, you know, you could still see a little bit, it was still very, um, very much not the, not an authentic picture of um of of black people and so i love that now we have you know Issa ray and um donald glover and ava duvernay and all these people making making their own making our own showing our own stories because i think that is extremely important um because we still you know live in a country where people don't interact with each other still there's still so much um there's still so many neighborhoods that are segregated and schools that are segregated um, I just watched a really awesome documentary on Netflix a couple of days ago called Teach Us All um, that is about segre- about how segregated our school system has become. Um, and that's so concerning, you know, and just seeing that. And so I think that um, I kind of went on on a tangent there, but you talking about um, media really made me think that is so, so important that representation really, really does matter because we have to be able to find a way to connect with each other. Um, and so, you know, like I get so excited now about really good quality entertainment and I'm telling my white friends about it, watch Insecure, watch the show. It's really great. It's a good, good opportunity to kind of see a diverse picture of, of black people. Cause right. I think, I think too, so- the, you, you brought up the curiosity and I think the curiosity, the desire to understand the desire to empathize with others is the key because i also know a lot of people who a lot of white people who for example love rap music but are very racist because they don't they consume it solely as entertainment they don't look deeper at what 
the lyrics are saying or right. what's behind right. it or the, the, the historical context. And I think it's those things that do allow you to experience the empathy and the understanding of it, as opposed to just consuming it merely as entertainment, which I think is what we're seeing with the NFL, is that people are getting upset because it's not merely entertainment and they're being forced to have an emotional reaction that they don't want to be having. Exactly. Yep. Yep. Trying to think if there's anything else. There was another point that you made that I wanted to speak on, but I I lost it. Um, Hmm. Yeah. I feel like we've said a lot. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, this, it, you know, it, it, I think it's going to continue to unfold. I think that there's going to continue to be attention around it throughout this season. So it'll be interesting to kind of see um, where it goes, you know, and if it sparks more interest in people attending Black Lives Matter protests and actually participating in the movement, or if it's just kind of isolated around football. Yeah. And I think too, from a mindfulness perspective, Remind yourself to really stay open and really try to dive in without the ego engaged because the Shannon Sharp interview really just made me aware that there was a part of me that had closed down and wasn't being mindful because I had made up my mind about how I felt about the issue and I had been consuming information from all sides and trying Mm -hmm. to understand where people were coming from. But within myself, I had a very strong issue that him talking or a very strong opinion that his interview really helped. I don't want to say change, but shift or it, it opened my eyes to a different side of things. And I think it's just always important to be open to that, no matter what side you're on, because the group of people I feel we haven't discussed yet that represent a couple of my family members are people who are very white people who are very in the middle of the issue. They have a lot of black friends and and care about police brutality and uh, Black Lives Matter and issues of oppression. And yet they also feel like this specific protest is offensive to our troops and the military. And they're kind of really trying to deal with feeling both things at the same time. And I think a lot of that is, like I said earlier, a lack of education and understanding about what the protests are and what is disrespect to the flag, but also having their viewpoint influenced by media. Like if it wasn't Fox News and more conservative news outlets 
creating the narrative that it's disrespectful. I wonder how many people who are very offended by this mm-hmm. would have been as offended by just watching it and not having that opinion be circulated so strongly. Right. And I'm yeah. sure people would still find it offensive. There's no type of protest or nothing you can really do in your life right. that someone's not going to find offensive. It's right. just the way the world. But right. I think it's really influenced the way people see it and reacting. Yes. Yeah, I think there's definitely that 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 effect of, of, of being kind of told that it's offensive and then feeling even more offended. And I think you're right that there would be people, there's always going to be somebody that's offended, but I think that, I think it's important for people to ask themselves what, why, what, what they're truly offended by, you know, if the kneeling, like what about that is really offensive and really kind of figure out for themselves. Because I think that it's easy for us to feel offended in a group. Like we're really good at that. You know, we're really good at humans of like having this group effect of like, getting outraged and offended together. But I think it, it, we take doing that next step of that mindfulness piece of like actually checking in with yourself and figuring out what you really feel about it is super important. So yeah, I'm glad you brought it back there for the end. <laughs> Cause I think that mindfulness piece is really important. The last thing I'll say, cause we talked about a lot is the hypocrisy of it. And to really Think about how hypocritical on the level of hypocrisy you're you're personally being on the issue. Because I think it's really hard for humans to be in a situation where they're not hypocritical in any way. But I mean, there's obviously varying levels. Mm -hmm. And if you're bashing players for doing something that you think is disrespectful to our military, and yet you're supporting Trump's agenda and the Republican agenda that consistently wants to cut benefits to our military members, uh, a president who's constantly mocking our servicemen and women. There's just a level of hypocrisy. Yeah, totally. Totally. So I, I, I would have more respect for that viewpoint if it was filled with people who are actively trying to fight for the rights of our military members but it doesn't seem like there is right right yeah very very good point awesome homework i feel like there's i feel like there's no homework for this no there's no homework for this yeah i don't think so maybe turn it off yeah (laughs) that okay there's a a lot of talk about it so i think being part of being mindful i think is taking information in and then also turning it off and like like we said before checking in with yourself about how you feel about it because sometimes just kind of constantly watching the stream of news about it just feeds not the most mindful parts of us so okay well everyone have a great week and we'll be back next week and try to stay mindful yes that's the important part yep we'll see you next time bye